Um, I was supposed to preach on the 29th of October, which was supposed to be uh, the day before uh, Carly was born, but ended up to be after. So hence, I didn't preach that day. And so uh, I praise the Lord for pastor's patience and, uh, and really just his, his patience and um, his, his kindness throughout all of this and uh, allowing me to be where I needed to be, which was with, you know, with my wife, with my kids. Um, it, it's weird to say, but I, I haven't been able to be at the church as much uh, in the last couple of weeks since getting back into a little bit of normalcy. But, um, you know, Kayla's still healing, still have a little bit, a little ways to go with that. But I, I appreciate our pastor. Uh, he's a good friend uh, and, and, a, and a great pastor. And I appreciate and I, I'm thankful that God has placed him here at this church. We're going to look at 1 Samuel 22. 1 Samuel 22, we're looking at a, a little bit lesser-known character this evening, a character, the person of Abiathar. Abiathar, and the, the title of the message is Abiathar, safe with the king. Safe with the king. When you find your place, please stand with me out of respect for the reading of the word of God. We'll look at verses 11 through 23 to start. The Bible says, then the king sent to call Abimelech, the priest, the son of Ahitub, and all his father's house, the priests that were in Nob. And they came, all of them, to the king. And Saul said, Hear now, thou son of Ahitub. And he answered, Here I am, my lord. And Saul said unto him, Why have ye conspired against me, thou, thou and the son of Jesse? In that thou hast given him bread and a sword, and hast inquired of God for him, that he should rise up against me to lie in wait as at this day. Then Ahimelech answered the king and said, And who is so faithful among all thy servants as David, which is the king's son-in-law, and goeth at thy bidding, and is honorable in thine house? Did I then begin to inquire of God for him? Be it far from me. Let not the king impute anything unto his servant, nor to all the house of my father. For thy servant knew nothing of all this, less or more. And the king said, Thou shalt surely die, Ahimelech, thou and all thy father's house. And the king said unto the, unto the footmen, that stood about him, turn and slay the priests of the Lord, because their hand also is with David, and because they knew when he fled and did not show it to me. But the servants of the king would not put forth their hand to fall upon the priest of the Lord. And the king said unto Doeg, Turn thou and fall upon the priests. And Doeg the Edomite turned, and he fell upon the priests and slew on that day fourscore and five persons that did wear a linen ephod. And Nob, the city of the priests, smote he with the edge of the sword, both men and women, children and sucklings and oxen and asses and sheep with the edge of the sword. And one of the sons of Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub, named Abathar, escaped and fell and fled after David. And Abathar showed David that Saul had slain the Lord's priest. 
And David said unto Abathar, I knew it that day when Doeg the Edomite was there, that he would surely tell Saul, I have occasioned the death of all the persons of thy father's house. And he says, Abide thou with me, fear not, for he that seeketh my life seeketh thy life, but with me thou shalt be in safeguard. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for allowing us to have your word, allowing us to look in it, to learn from it. Lord, I pray that your spirit will move among us this evening. May you illuminate your word to us. May we learn. May we, may we heed it. Lord, may we live by it. And Lord, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. You may be seated. Over the last month, uh, I think it's probably safe to say that we have all seen the horrifying imagery coming out of Israel. Uh, over 1,200 Israelis died on October 7th. And I don't know if any of you have been able to see the imagery. To be honest, I hope not. Um, but you hear stories of all the different things that happened. I, I, I'll, ne- I'll never forget just listening to some things and, and hearing that you know, the, the, army, the forces of Israel went into a room that was a nursery where there were cribs everywhere and there were just dead babies that were slaughtered in their cribs. Just people dead all in their houses where they just, people, they just came in and they just executed them. It was just an absolute massacre. Something that we haven't seen the likes of in, 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 in this generation. It's terrible. But when we look at this passage of Scripture, we, we find another massacre. It's the story of the murder of 85 priests along with women, children, and babies. Of all the inhabitants of Nob, only one person escapes. And that's about Abath- Abathar the son of Elimelech, the high priest. Now, Abathar is not a well-known person in Scripture. And in fact, the Bible records about what he says, but never actually records a single word that he says. But if God included him in the Bible, then it's worth a look at why God chose to include him. And so let's go ahead and look and see what we can learn about from part of his life. When we first meet Abiathar, he is in, number one, a pretty distressing situation. Now, in order to understand the situation that he's in, we kind of need to look at at the background of this this passage, the background of this bloody scene. Um, In the previous chapter, David comes, and he comes there, and he's uh, he's assisted by the priest when he's running from Saul. Uh, Saul forced him to flee for his life, and that's when David makes his way to the tiny town of Nob and is turned to Ahimelech for help. Ahimelech feeds him and then provides him the weapon. He gives him uh, Goliath's sword. And when Saul finds out about that, listen, Saul gets angry. Saul's anger is kindled against the priest for helping David. Saul, he finds out, and then he goes there, and he brings Ahimelech, and we, Ahimelech to him. We read this in verse 13. He says, why, hast thou cons- why have you conspired against me, thou, son of, thou and the son of Jesse, in that thou hast given him bread and a sword, and hast inquired of God for him, that he should rise against me to lie in wait at this day? 
And as you read the scripture, you really get the idea that Ahimelech answers without hesitation. In verse number 14, he says, Then Ahimelech answered the king and said, Who is so faithful among all thy servants as David? Knowing the history already, I can just see the veins in Saul's neck and head getting bigger and his face just getting more red and more red and more red. And really, I believe in a fit of uncontrollable anger, Saul just looks at his men and says, kill them. Kill them. What we see at first gives us a little bit of hope. Because Saul's men look at the priests and they look at Saul and they say, no, we can't do that. But Saul, again... This is why I believe he's in uncontrollable anger at this point. He's just looking for anyone who will obey him. And that's when we see the atrocities of Doeg. There's one person who, would, who had no respect for the, 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 the office of the priest that was there that day, and that was Doeg, the Edomite. Doeg killed all 85 priests and then went into Nob and killed all the men, all the women, all the children, and all the babies, the sucklings, as the Bible calls them. Listen, he killed everything that had breath. Everything. And there was only one survivor. Can you imagine being that survivor? Put yourself in those shoes. You've seen your family and your friends massacred. Babies Dead. Verse 20 says, And one of the sons of Ahimelech, the son of Ahitub, named Abiathar, escaped and fled after David. Now, we don't know how he escaped. We don't know the circumstances there. We just know that he did. He was in a distressing situation. That's a pretty stressful situation. That's a pretty bad situation that he's in. You think about, listen, he's not the only one that's ever been in a distressing situation. Can I say, and I'm not comparing this, but being in the hospital for six days with a newborn in the NICU is a little bit stressful. I can imagine having a heart attack is a little stressful. Having cancer is pretty distressing. God allows us to go through situations that are distressing. But going through this situation, Abiathar realized he needed to go somewhere else. He couldn't stay there. And that's where we see number two. We see that there was a desired shelter. There was a desired shelter. Notice in 1 Samuel 22, 20, where and to whom Abiathar fled once he escaped the massacre of Nob. We read that he fled after David. Okay, he fled after David. Of all the people, listen, you think about this. Think about this. Saul 
just killed everyone you know, all of your family, would your first response be to go to the other person that Saul wants dead and go be with him? That seems... Yeah, it seems dumb. But can I say this? God's hand was on David. God's hand was on David. And so even though David was the other person that Saul wanted dead, it really was the safest place to be. But I think there's other things that Abiathar saw. When we look at scripture, we see in David, we see that he has an empathy. We see that he really has an empathy for those in distress. Can we, be, can we look at David's life and realize that he knew? He knew just what it was like for Abiathar right then, having to run for his life. He knew what it was like to have his life threatened because of what he had gone through. He could have sympathy and he could have empathy with those in the same situation. Abiathar, I, I think he knew this. And he felt that if, that if he went to David, that David would receive him. Church, when we are in distressing situations, when we are in times that we can't handle. Listen, you can ask, you know, Pastor, and you can ask Dave and Dan and Nisa and, the, and just the, the church staff. When everything was going on, just with Kayla and just on bed rest and then the birth, and I was at the church, and I, I, I just, there was just a daze over my eyes sometimes. I, I was in way over my head. I couldn't do it. I couldn't handle it. Okay? But can I tell you how I was able to? Because every single time that I could not move any further, I just looked to God. In my distressing situation, I just looked to God. And the only, listen, the only reason I made it through, because I'll be honest, I'll be completely honest. There were days that I just wanted to throw in the towel. I, I couldn't. It was hard. It was hard. And it just seems like more and more and more. And then being the dumbest person ever, I decided to say yes to my father-in-law to work on my porch. <sighs> you hired someone really dumb when you hired me, apparently. God got me through it. Every single time that I was down, he lifted me back up. We can turn to him and he, listen, he can empathize with us. Hebrews 4, 15 through 16. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. But in all points, tempted 
like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Can I tell you, that's real. That is so real. I've lived it for the past couple months. God is good. God is good. See, Abathar was able to go to David, and we can go to God, because David had, had empathy, and God has empathy. But Abiathar went to David, not just because he has empathy, but he knew that David was someone who embraced people who were in distress. And this is, again, just because of, of something that Abiathar saw in David's past, something that he had already been doing. 1 Samuel chapter 22, verses 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, uh, David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. And everyone that was in distress and everyone that was in debt and everyone that was discontented gathered themselves unto him. And he became a captain over them. And there with him... There were with him about 400 men. Listen, these men were coming to David from all kinds of situations. They came to him in distress, and he took them in. They came to him burdened and overwhelmed, and they found in David a friend. They came in debt, and he was their friend. They came discontented, and he was their friend. When they came to him, he... He took them in. He took them in. No matter what your situation may be, no matter how distressing, we can turn to the Lord. There is one that you can turn to that will welcome and receive you. There have been an untold number of people with burdens and private needs that have found Jesus to be a very present help in times of trouble. Listen, sitting down in the very uncomfortable chair in the NICU, and Kayla not being there yet, and it being late at night, it being early in the morning, it being mid-noon, and just sitting there, just watching the vital signs. And for a long time, all I saw was them going down, 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 down. That's distressing. I remember praying and just turning to the Lord to say, God, that's not, the right, that's not the right direction. These go the other way, please. The doctors came in within 10 minutes for their normal work. And she had a tube that was in her stomach. And what they did is they took the tube and took a suction cup and just suctioned all of the gook that was in her stomach out. And her vitals went immediately. 
right back up. And to be honest, from that point on, and I was telling Pastor this, it's, it's really just a matter of her getting stronger from that point on. God is real. God is real. Jesus is someone who knows how you feel. He knows what you're going through. He understands. And you can turn to him. He is there for you. And David was there for Abiathar. So Abiathar came to him in a distressing situation. He desired shelter. And listen, you know what he found, number three? He found a delightful safety. And just in the beginning, the title of the message is Abiathar, safe with the king. I know it's not lost on me that David is not king at this point. But when you look through the rest of David's life, do you know who he kept safe for the rest of his life? Abiathar. Abiathar was safe, not just when he first came to David, but as long as David lived, Abiathar was safe. But when he first got there, can you see the encouraging words that David says? Look at verse number 23. It says, Abide thou with me. Fear not, for he that seeketh my life seeketh thy life. That doesn't actually seem encouraging at first, right? Say, like, hey, don't fear. The person who's trying to kill you is trying to kill me too. But look at the confidence that David has. And I don't believe this is a confidence because he has confidence in himself. I believe that David has a confidence that he's able to say what he says next because he has confidence in God. He says, abide thou with me. Fear not, for he that seeketh my life seeketh thy life. But with me thou shalt be in safeguard. That's, that seems pretty certain, doesn't it? Listen, Abiathar watched his father, his family, his friends be brutally slaughtered. You think what those words, what those comforting words must have meant to him. The sole survivor of a massacre. Hearing those words. David said to him, abide with me. This is someone who no longer had a family, no longer had a home, but he found with David a place where he could stop running. He found a place where he could stay. Listen, he no longer had to fear. David said, fear not. Can you imagine the fear that filled Abiathar's heart and how awesome it would be to hear those words. Fear not. Jesus is our place that we can stay. He is our refuge. Jesus is the one who tells us to fear not. He told his disciples on a stormy sea, fear not. And Jesus tells you that our sailing stormy seas, fear not. He 
no longer had to worry. If David told him, you know, you'll be in safer. Don't worry. You're going to be safe. Church, we can turn to God. We can turn to the Lord in our distressing situations. And when we do, we do not have to fear. We do not have to run. We do not have to worry. Jesus, he's our helper in the time of a storm. Our Lord, our rock, in him we hide. A shelter in the time of the storm. I'm going to read this to you. It says, it was Christmas Eve, 1875. And Ira Sankey was traveling on the Delaware River steamboat when he was recognized by some of the passengers. His picture had been in the newspaper because he was the song leader for the famous evangelist D.L. Moody. And they asked him to sing one of his own hymns. But Sankey demurred. He said, nah, let me, no, I'm not going to do that. He's saying that he preferred to sing another song. He wanted to sing, Savior, like a shepherd, lead us. And as he sang, one of the stanzas began, We are thine, do thou befriend us, be the guardian of our way. Now when he finished, a man stepped from the shadows and, and asked, Did you ever serve in the Union Army? Sankey said, Yes. In the spring of 1860. The man asked, can you remember if you were doing picket duty on a bright moonlit night in 1862? Very specific. Sankey replied, yes. Very much surprised. The man said, so did I, but I was serving in the Confederate Army. When I saw you standing at your post, I thought to myself, that fellow will never get away alive. I raised my musket and took aim. I was standing in the shadows, completely concealed, while the full light of the moon was falling upon you. At that instant, just as a moment ago, you raised your eyes to heaven and began to sing. Let him sing his song to the end, I said to myself. I can shoot him afterwards. He's my victim at all events, my bullet cannot miss him. But the song you sang then was the song you sang just now. I heard the words perfectly. We are thine, do thou befriend us, be the guardian of our way. Those words stirred up many memories. I began to think of my childhood and my God-fearing mother. She had many times sung that song to me. When you had finished your song, it was impossible for me to take aim again. I thought the Lord, who is able to save that man from certain death, must surely be great and mighty. And my arm of its own accord dropped limp to my side. May I, in closing, remind you that the Lord is the one who will protect us. The Lord is the one that will provide shelter. The Lord is the one that provides rest. 
Abiathar found safety in Israel's next king. We can find safety in the king of kings. Heavenly Father,